0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is
1: Believe. Welcome in to Picks and Parlays on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. And also streaming on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, uh, I think some other social media platforms maybe. I'm not entirely sure. I am your host, Chelsea Messenger. You can find me every day on Twitter. My handle is just my name, at Chelsea And if you've been wondering, yeah, I've been away for quite a bit. I've been on maternity leave. Uh, everything has gone well with me and my daughter. She's now six weeks old, and everything is going swimmingly. Don't worry, I've still been placing a lot of wagers because I've been sitting on the couch a lot. So it's a good excuse to watch sports, and win some money to buy her some new outfits. Uh, As always, we've got a full slate on the show today, starting with college basketball. Uh, Sean Higgs is going to give us some plays on UNC, NC State, Wisconsin, Iowa, and Kansas, Oklahoma State, and maybe a little NHL uh, sprinkled in there as well. Uh, Second segment, we are talking to Craig Trapp about the Super Bowl. Yeah, it's one of the most heavily bet games of the year. We're talking some of the prop bets, some of the player bets, and, of course, the actual game itself. And it's NBA time. Uh, It's basketball season, obviously. I would be remiss to not mention uh, the passing of Kobe Bryant. Obviously, a legend, an icon, and will be sorely missed, passing away uh, at the age of just 41 Uh, just terribly heartbreaking. And uh, especially for people my age, that's the goat that we grew up with. So uh, tough times in the NBA. I know it's going to be tough for a lot of these players to play through, uh, but we will be talking about some of the NBA games on the slate. Uh, We've got a great show. If you want to stick with us, we'll give you plenty of ways to make some money on basketball, football, College basketball, of course, and NBA. We're back after the break with some college basketball. Stick with us on Picks and Parlays. Oh, <laughs> they caught me brushing my hair. Uh, obviously, I'm a little rusty. I'm your host, Chelsea Messenger, coming off maternity <laughs> leave. I'm back, and I'm back in full force, ready to make you guys some money. We've got Sean Higgs uh, rocking the Picks and Parlays pullover. Oh, nice, Sean. How have you been? How have, you played? Yes. How have your place been doing?
2: Damn, we've been good on the show here. Pretty good with the uh, college hoops have been cashing it. And you never have to worry about you catching me brushing my hair on the show. That's never going to happen.
1: <laughs> Unless you're wearing one of your blonde wigs that in case yes. the viewers didn't know, Sean owns a blonde <laughs> wig and he breaks it out for special occasions or when he loses. Best. Uh, let's talk about this college basketball <laughs> slate. Uh, starting with North Carolina and North Carolina State. Obviously, we know that I am a Wolfpack alum, so I try to stay away from NC State sometimes because I don't like being disappointed. Uh, NC State favored minus six in this one. Total sits at 144 and a half. Obviously, North Carolina this year is not the UNC team, uh, just dropped something, uh, of, pa- of the past. Uh, it's a terrible terrible season for UNC they're 9 and 10 6 and 3 against the number NC State 14 and 6 10 9 and 1 against the spread uh Sean initial thoughts on this one
2: Yeah you know this what do you say about NC 9 and 10 they were up to a couple weeks ago. they were still laying points like they're a good team they're they're not a good team they you know they lose their their one guard no. they fall apart uh, Roy Williams does seems to do less with more as he gets older with age, and now you got NC State. I I don't want to lay the number here. I think they're going to win. I have them probably. They should win this game by ten. Let's be honest. Uh, Carolina has beaten them nine out of the last ten times straight up, but like every other team, well, except for North Carolina's last opponent, who actually they they finally snapped their losing streak. It's been it's been payback time on these guys. It's you know what you've smacked us around for decades. You've been awesome. Now it's our turn. But I also like the under here. A couple of good trends work our favor. And you said 144 because I saw it was at 146 earlier. So maybe the line's come down a little bit. Uh, six straight unders uh, for the Wolfpack. Seven straight at home here. And, and the way Carolina's been shooting outside of the last game, I, I think that's the anomaly. I'm going to look at the under here. But I, you're not going to get any uh, fight from me if you take North Carolina. Mine is five and a half, six here. I just think uh, – like when I say North Carolina State, I should say over North Carolina. This Carolina team, I just do not like. What have they? What have they shown us? They're nine and ten on the year. They're not a good team. They still get a built-in bias put to them with the number wise, and you know what? Let's buy into it and take the take the under here, and maybe sprinkle a little wolf back in as well.
1: Right to North Carolina's credit, they have been missing their lo- their leading scorer in uh, Cole yeah. Anthony, and that plays to the under if he doesn't play. He has been hinting at a return. But people are thinking that he's not going to play against NC State. Uh, NC State is 11-1 and one at home, 6-5-1 and one against yep. the number at home. But they're coming off a loss to Georgia Tech, where I wanted to take them. Uh, NC State was favored in that one, but they lost straight up. So uh, NC State's one of those teams that uh, sometimes when they've got things going and they look like they're playing well – They'll make costly turnovers at the end of the game and fumble it away. Uh, Meanwhile, North Carolina is trending upwards. As you mentioned, they're coming off uh, a good win over Miami, scoring over 90 points. So maybe they're back. I don't know, but I don't know if it's too early to trust them. However, six or five and a half points is a lot, right?
2: Yeah, well, that's why I kind of like the under here more. I mean, just you had lost five straight before that. You looked like you were dead in the water. Then you drop a 90, which against any team, any team put up 90 in college basketball, kind of you look at like, well, wow, that's a lot of points. You know, it's college. It's not NBA. So 90 is a big number to get to. But still, that being said, I can't really trust them here. I'm going to go back to the under playing with the Wolfpack trends and the way Carolina has been playing before that. So under under is the major play here for me.
1: Yeah, NC State uh, hit the under in six of their last eight games. Uh, yeah. Moving on, let's go to Wisconsin and Iowa. Iowa is favoring this one minus five and a half is the number I have. Total sits at 135 and a half. Iowa is coming off a four-game win streak and averaging 80 points a game, which in college, that's quite a bit. Uh, Wisconsin's yeah. 12 and eight, eight and 12 against the spread. Iowa 14 and five, 12, six, and one against the spread. Uh, what are we thinking on this one?
2: You know, we did this uh, a Big Ten game last week with Nick. I did, and I'm like this uh, Big Ten. They're talking about ten teams getting into the tournament. I'm like they're terrible. Like Wisconsin. Well, now they're twelve and eight. But Minnesota, Purdue, these are 11 win teams. Wisconsin's not that good. They're twelve and eight. They're 12 and 18. They're terrible. I, I, not to get in the rant like I had the other day with Nick about the, getting 10 teams in. This is a joke. I mean, this is come on with this nonsense. Give us smaller schools, please. Tournament, do the right thing for for the the fans of, of mid-majors. Listen, I'm going to take Iowa here. Uh, Whiskey just got blitzed by Purdue. They've lost at Michigan State. Uh, Iowa's a good squad. Three wins over ranked teams. Again, you got Rutgers. I'm happy for Rutgers. They're, you know, it's my state school. Good for them. Doing good. Uh, Michigan. They beat uh, Maryland. So they're getting a the job done. And now you get a bad team coming in. Here. The, uh, McCaffrey's a good coach. This team always seems to have like a 23-24 win season. Always tough at home. 23 of the last 25 they've won. This year, 11-1. and one. Uh, Wisconsin had 16 rebounds the last game. 16 rebounds. Is that a joke? But, I mean, how do you, i got zero faith in that team. Iowa, 5.5. I'm shocked the line came down. Who's buying whiskey? I'm not buying whiskey.
1: Well, they're one and five against the spread in their last six, so uh, not looking good for Wisconsin when it comes to uh, recent trends, at least.
2: Sixteen rebounds in a game. That's not, no, I'm, and you're <laughs> on the road again. Good luck. Good luck, a team that's won eleven and twelve and and twenty uh, three of twenty eight at home. Iowa. They got to learn to box five and out. A half. Let's go.
1: All right, let's go on. To our next game, which is.
2: It wasn't like they're making their shots either. they like, hey, you got 60 rebounds because we shot 90%.
1: <laughs> well, they need to try a little harder because you're not going to win games by not rebounding. <laughs> All right. Uh, Kansas, Oklahoma State, next up on the docket. Kansas minus nine, total at 133.5. Kansas, of course, has been making headlines for that big fight against Kansas State. Uh, They were favored by a lot against Tennessee. I remember taking that game. Uh, They didn't cover. I took Tennessee in that one. I think uh, Tennessee was plus 11. Uh, Kansas was minus 11, obviously. Uh, So uh, do we like Kansas in this one to cover a big number against Oklahoma state, a team that's 10 and nine, seven and 12 against the spread.
2: Again, big number. You're still without uh, the Sousas out McCormick's out again. And I me kind of don't want to take Oklahoma state because they're terrible. Like they're, one of the worst teams of points, field goals, three-point percentage. Right, all they're toward, not Tennessee. Like, they're not as them. good as
1: Tennessee.
2: No, but you know what? They do got, you know, they got, I think, like four seniors on this team, so maybe they play up a little bit. Kansas, all right, you, you went to the well. You're off the big brawl. You're in a dog fight with Tennessee. Now you go on the road. Five, six-man rotation. Are you better than Iowa? Or, oh, excuse me, better than Oklahoma State? Of course you are. Are you going to win by double digits? I don't know. I'm going to take the home dog here. Got to go home dog with Oklahoma State plus the nine.
1: Now that I'm looking at my notes, Kansas was actually a 13 point favorite against Tennessee. Uh, so that was really a, and, a big number.
2: And that Tennessee's a team that plays defense too. It's a, it gets a bizarre, I mean, listen, Kansas plays defense too, point up like 60, you know, allowing 60 points a game and shooting 50% a game from the field. But uh, you lose two, two big contributors. Cause again, Kansas doesn't run out nine or 10 guys, you know, they're playing like a, all the big schools, six, seven man rotations. That's about it with a a big star, you know, and you lose two, two key components. We see how North Carolina plays. So I don't know. I mean, nine, let's be honest. It's 10 points. They got to win by 10 on the road. I don't know. I I don't care how bad Oklahoma state is. They're going to get up for Kansas. I'm 10 points or nine points at home. Beat me by 10. I'll, I'll take my chances on the big dog.
1: Yeah. And we'll hope Oklahoma state can make some free throws towards the end because <laughs> that's the worst yeah. when you have a number and your fate rests on uh, 18 19 20 year olds making free throws that's always fun uh sean you got a free nope. play on nhl real quick we got like 30 seconds
2: i think you know what i'm um, looking at this caps game why i mean 125 looks a little short that looks a little short to me so i might be playing a little more montreal there and i like under dallas and tampa bay also six all right coming on the all-star break it's going to be slow and sloppy early slow and sloppy early
1: all right thanks again sean higgs for coming on with your plays uh we're back after the break talking super bowl stick with us on picks and parlays
0: if you enjoy football and have a heartbeat then you know what's coming that's right the super bowl you want to make a bet on it head over to mybookie.ag to make your predictions a reality Whether you're choosing the winner or making a side bet with a friend, MyBookie offers you the most up-to-date odds and a site that makes extra cash easy and fast. You can even visit mybookie.ag forward slash party to access a printable prop sheet for the big game. Football not your jam? No worries. MyBookie's got it all, from the NBA to the Premier League. If you join right now, MyBookie will match your deposit halfway, all the way up to $1,000. That means if you deposit $2,000, you will get an extra 1000 in free money to play with. All you have to do is to use our promo code BLV to activate this offer. Once again, that's promo code BLV to get your extra cash from my bookie. Play, win, get paid.
1: And we're back on picks and parlays on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network and also streaming on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube if you want to check us out there. I'm your host, Chelsea Messenger. You can find me every day on Twitter. My handle is just my name, at Chelsea Messenger, and I always appreciate your comments, feedbacks, memes. Uh, Lately, I've been into Baby Yoda a lot. Super cute. (laughs) All right, Uh, let's get into our plays. Uh, The Super Bowl. Is coming up. It's one of the most heavily bet games. It's probably the most heavily bet game. I think that's fair to say uh, for sharps and normal, just casual bettors alike. Uh, we've got Craig Trapp joining us to talk a little Super Bowl. Craig, uh, Super Bowl Chiefs Niners. Who do you like, or do you want to dive in right there, or do you want to warm up with some prop bets?
3: Well, I first of all rough day here obviously uh the news kobe bryant and his daughter and others uh you know just want to say wow i mean when you hear the kind of news it just puts everything in reality and uh you know those late losses or those uh bad uh, beats that you get not so hard when you at least you're waking up the next day so i want to say uh you know thoughts and prayers go out to the all the families involved and uh you know Obviously, probably my second favorite all-time player behind Michael Jordan. Maybe Nick Van Exel in there, but definitely uh, up there for Kobe uh, Bean Bryant.
1: Oh, for sure. I was just saying in the first segment that uh, for people my age, that's the goat that we grew up with. You know, Uh, I was a little too young to really witness Michael Jordan in his prime. So for all of us, Kobe Bryant was really uh the best yep. to ever do it in our lifetime that we got to witness. So uh he seems so untouchable and his confidence and everything. He's really the last person you would expect uh to be taken off this earth and that just shows you how precious life is. Uh making the tough transition, uh obviously we're here to talk about the Super Bowl. So let's dive in. Uh Chiefs Niners, do you want to give us your play first or do you want to talk about some props and some sides?
3: Well, first of all, you know you got the Chiefs slight favorite here, which I really thought—I thought the Chiefs' money would come in hot and heavy just because they looked so impressive from being down twenty-four nothing to the Texans, um, and and even in against uh, Tennessee where they were down, and then they just were just blowing teams, uh, both of those teams out in the second half. Chiefs favored just by one point here, and the total at fifty-four. We have seen that total bet up a little bit. My top play is going to actually be on the total. I'm leaning towards the over. Uh, but, you know, when you when you go to the side here, I mean, you mean, know, most people, that's what they want because most, most betters aren't, uh, if you're a novice better, not betting the total, you're betting the side. I think you have to give a slight edge to Kansas City. That improved defense this year, that's going to be the key uh, because, you know, the 49ers obviously have the edge when it comes to defense and probably the run game for sure. Uh, but the Chiefs, you know, I always like betting the best quarterback and the best quarterback without a doubt in my mind is Patrick Mahomes. So I'm going to take the Chiefs minus one in this one. And uh, I think there's going to be a lot of fireworks here. I just think there's going to be a lot of points. I think uh, the 49ers get their share of points, but it's probably going to be through the great ground attack that they have.
1: Right. It's really an interesting matchup because um, it's so uh, different on both sides. First of all, you've got the the Chiefs that are this explosive offense, and then you've got the Niners who are known for their pass rush. Uh, And as we saw in the Titans game, the Titans could not get a pass rush. On Patrick Mahomes, and he really made them pay. So it'll be interesting for me to see uh, what Mahomes can really do uh, with some pressure in his face. I think I think he still operates pretty well out of the pocket. He scrambles, he does those little sidearm passes, he makes it work, and he's got so many weapons around him. Uh, but it's different when it's the Super Bowl. I think it's such a huge game. Uh, granted, neither of these quarterbacks have been there before, Garoppolo uh, or Mahomes, Andy Reid's been there. So I, I would give the edge to to him in that regard. But I think it's going to be a really interesting game. I'm with you there on the over. Uh, I think points will be scored. Um, yeah, I just don't see anybody slowing down that Kansas City offense. But uh, any other plays you like in this one?
3: Well, I, I, I think I'll, we're going to have a show later in the week. I know you're going to be back later in the week. Uh, we're we're easing you back in softly. But later in the week, we're going to have a handicapper roundtable where we're going to talk a lot of props. So I'll save some of my uh, more extensive props. But I think I'm probably going to be leaning towards all the over um, categories for the Chiefs, uh, especially the passing categories. I just think you're going to see a lot of uh, passing yards. I do think the one interesting thing that the 49ers defense brings is they don't have to blitz to get pressure. And that's going to be a key because a lot of teams, they blitz Mahomes. That's when he gets up. He makes these amazing throws, like you say, under pressure. They won't have to do that, the 49ers. So I think that will be the key. If they can get pressure on the Chiefs with their, uh, you know, their front four, I think the 49ers have a chance to stay in this one. But I think we've seen the Chiefs make adjustments late. So I think maybe if you're going to play the 49ers, you play them early, say first quarter, first half, um, and then you play the Chiefs for the game. And then, like I said, I like the over for the game as well. I think that's the way I would probably head towards this. As far as props, like I said, I would lean towards the over in the Kansas City uh, passing category. So, so over passing yards, over passing attempts for Patrick Mahomes, and then I would also Pat uh, Kelsey. I think Travis Kelsey is going to have a big game. Like he's he's been their best player probably for two or three years. I think I would take the over receptions and over yards on on Kelsey as well.
1: Uh, also, when you bet this game, would you wait for this number to move any?
3: Well, not if I was a Chiefs better. I think the Chiefs, like I said, I was surprised when we did the opening line report of this uh, probably been a week ago. now. I think it was last Sunday. I thought the Chiefs would probably move up closer to three. I didn't think it went to three, but I thought two, two and a half would be a lock. We haven't seen that. We haven't seen that yet. Um, So I'm a little shocked. But if I was going to bet Kansas City, I would not wait. I would bet it now. Go ahead and get that one. I do see a one and a half out there. And if you're going to bet the over, I would definitely bet it now because I hear there's some big sharps out there that are trying that 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 are predicting that this thing's going to get the 56 for the total. So if you want to bet the over, I would suggest betting it now at 54. Um, and the, you know, and those sharp betters, by the way, are waiting to get to 56 to guess what they're going to bet the under. Um, so if you're going to bet the over, I would suggest you get the better number and bet it now.
1: Right. I already have 55, so I think it's it's moving. Uh, as we it's, speak, uh, betting the Super Bowl might be a little different just because, as I mentioned, more people bet it. Do you think the line is sharper? Uh, how is betting the Super Bowl different than just your run of the mill game, you think? Or is it different?
3: Well, I mean, for for a handicapper, I consider it different in the fact that you have that extra week. Both teams have the extra week, which very few times do you have both teams coming in on a buy. A lot of times mid-season on you have one team coming in, one team not coming in off a buy. Both teams coming in pretty healthy, uh, usually. That's the case, I think, this year in both of these teams. Um, and then, you know, the, you have some odd things, though, with the Super Bowl, like the extra-long timeouts, the extra-long halftime. So experience does matter. Of course, like you mentioned earlier, not a ton of uh, players with a ton of experience. Richard Sherman for the 49ers. Of course, uh, you know, like you said, Coach Andy Reid was there uh, with the with the Eagles before. I just don't see, you know, you, both quarterbacks coming in. I guess you would say Jimmy G has experience. He was with the Patriots, but he wasn't under center, of course. He didn't so play That's though. the difference. Yeah. Right. That's the difference. And, you know, pressure bothers players in a different way. You know, all that expectations and the extra time to think about it, which they've had a whole extra week. You have the, of course, media day, what on Wednesday or Thursday, uh, that is totally awkward uh, for most players because, you know, what defensive lineman that's a backup is getting – talk to on a normal week. They just don't have that. Now, every player is, of course, put through the ringer at media day.
1: Right, and it'll be interesting to see. um, Andy Reid's a great coach, but I think it's haunted him that he hasn't won. Uh, I just remember that Eagles game. Um, All eyes will be, I really want to see him win one, Uh, if nothing else, just so we can see more of that meme of him uh, at the punt, pass, and kick when he was a little kid. Uh, I guess you yeah. wouldn't say little, he was huge
3: no. <laughs> he he was in his own weight class. Let's just say that and you know i I think, like you say you a lot of these coaches get that where you say you can't win one, they can't win the big one, they can't win the big one. well, right. guess what there's been a lot of coaches that have lost to Belichick over the last what two decades, so there's a lot of coaches that fall in that category, but this is his opportunity, obviously they didn't have to beat. Uh, the Patriots this time. And I think he has a very good chance. I think this is a a, a pretty fair matchup. I think the line is right about where it should be. One, two points here. And, uh, you know, like the total, I wish I would have got the total. I'm just being honest. I wish I would have got the total when it came out in the low 50s. Instead, like you say, 54, 55 now. But I still think we're pretty safe on the over. I think uh, think the Chiefs get 30. That's just my prediction. I'm probably going to have that as one of my props, just a little wet your appetite prop uh, that we're going to talk about on Friday.
1: Right. Sometimes you can take team totals like if you don't uh, yeah. trust the Chiefs to win, but you think they're going to score a lot of points. Uh, maybe that's a way to go uh, in that regard. Uh, hopefully it's a better game than last year. Talking about the over last year, what was it? 12-9? That was a terrible you know, game uh, as far as viewers go. And obviously the Patriots. Yeah. Oh, man, they want another one. Congrats.
3: <laughs> well, not only, but, you know, last year was, was the, the outlier the recent Super Bowls, the last four, I think, three or four have went over. That one, of course, went way under. Um, so, I mean, I think you're going to see a difference this year because the Patriots at least headed into that game. The defense was playing a lot better. Let's be honest. The Chiefs' offense is on fire. The 49ers' offense, right. the run game has been on fire, and that's what both of these teams kind of struggle with. When the 49ers lost this year, now a lot of people said it was the injuries. They could not they could not stop the pass. The Chiefs, when they have issues, they can't stop the run. So, I think that's uh, why I like the over, and this one probably is my top play.
1: Even though I think the Chiefs did a good job of adjusting uh, against the Titans, because Derrick Henry, obviously, I mean, that man was on fire. No one could stop him. But eventually in the second half, they kind of slowed him down at least a little bit to where he wasn't getting, you know, seven, eight yards of carry. So uh, I think the Chiefs defense is looking a little better than they did earlier in the year. And, of course, some of those games, the 49ers didn't have George Kittle. So – um, gotta take that with a grain of salt. Um, after the break, we've got more stuff. We want to thank Craig for joining us. We'll be talking about more Super Bowl bets as the week progresses. Uh, as I mentioned, when we get back, we're talking NBA with Tony T. Stick with us on picks and parlays. Plenty of games to get to after the break. And we are back on picks and parlays on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network, and also streaming on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. If you check us out, we are at Picks and Parlays on Twitter. Just search Picks and Parlays on Facebook and YouTube, and you shall find us there. I'm your host, Chelsea Messenger. You can find me on Twitter at Chelsea Messenger. It's my handle. It's my name. And I always appreciate your feedback. Right now, we're diving into some NBA games uh to wager on we've got tony t joining us from out west tony t uh, can you hear me how are you
4: i can hear you chelsea i'm doing fine out here of course with the nba it's uh always checking the lines and checking the injury reports of course now we're seeing a lot of players sit out uh, soreness issues with these players playing uh it's a difficult game to play on wood so i'll tell you that
1: Right. And especially you're in L.A., obviously the the elephant in the room is Kobe Bryant's passing, uh, the legendary, the epic, the 41-year-old superstar passing. And we saw Kyrie Irving. He sat out a game uh, because he was close friends uh, with Kobe. So that's it's affecting players, uh, to say the least. And emotionally, that's got to be tough to play through. Uh, What's the vibe out there? And do you think it's affecting some of these games?
4: Yeah, it's a total sadness out here in LA. Uh, just uh, when we even saw it with the coaches. I mean, if you you saw the Doc Rivers uh, pregame interview he mm-hmm. had before the before the game against the Magic, that was hard. It was really stunning to see. You know the sadness across the league, former players coming out. You know Shaq was very close to him, and and uh, you know and of course the Laker organization. He was he was a, a lifetime Laker. And of course, uh, it's just re- really sad news, and it's going to be tough here. with they're going to be playing the Clippers on Tuesday, and it's going to be a tough, uh, really tough to watch there, as uh, you know, the fans will be grieving uh, both sides.
1: Right. Um, obviously, that makes everything uh, that we're talking about seem very trivial. Uh, so, making the tough transition to some of the games that we're talking about. Uh, let's start with Cavs Pistons. The Pistons are favored in this one, minus six and a half. Total is. Around 221. The Cavs are 12 and 34, 19, 25 and 2 against the spread. The Pistons are 17 and 30, so not two uh, of the greatest teams in the NBA. Uh, 17, 28 and 2 against the spread, and they're only 9 and 15 against the spread at home. Who do you like in this one? Do you like the Pistons to cover at home? Uh, Do you like the Cavs or do you like playing the total?
4: I'm going to take the points here. I don't want to lay, I'm going to take the Cavs here, plus six and a half. Don't want to lay these many points with this Pistons against any NBA team. Their defensive form is not very good. We're looking over their past five games, allowing 47% shooting. And of course, Pistons dealing with some key injuries in the rotation. Tony Stall, Reggie Jackson questionable here. Blake Griffin out for the season. When you look at the Cavs, you know, they've been a bit competitive. They've covered four of their past six on the road, four straight against teams with losing records on the road. So when I guess they pick and choose the teams they can beat, they come in fired up. Uh, they've covered a two straight against the Pistons. So Chelsea, the only way I can look at this one is taking the Cavs plus the six and
1: a half. All right. Rolling right along to the Spurs and the Bulls, the Spurs, Our favorite in this one, uh, minus one, one and a half or minus two, depending on where you get it. The over under is around 218. The Spurs are 20 and 24, 18, 25 against uh, and one against the spread. Excuse me. Bulls are 18 and 30, 23, 24 and one against the spread. Uh, The Spurs lost as five point favorites against the Suns. So would you take them in this one?
4: Yeah, I'll go ahead and take the Spurs here, laying the point and a half. They're going to be in a back-to-back. They dropped the game on Sunday afternoon, had a day game against Toronto, competitive 110-106 decision, and they had one and covered three of four in back-to-back games this season. So I'm okay with the spot. And the reason for that is because, you know, San Antonio coach Greg Pavich, he does spread minutes around. 11 players average over 12 and a half minutes per game. And in San Antonio is in the better shooting form right now of the two. Bulls really not shooting very well from three, just 30%, but it's the Bulls' defense that has been really bad. 50% shooting in that span and allowing nearly 40% from, from the three-point line. And, of course, as the Spurs are taught to shoot that three, and the, the, the Bulls cannot defend the three. in out. That's a big loss here for Chicago. Uh, he'll be out for two months. I'm going to just uh, go ahead and take this, the Spurs here at laying the point and a half.
1: All right, let's go on to, let's see how I have these numbers. The Kings and the Timberwolves. The Timberwolves are favored in this one, minus three. Total is around 226. Do we like Minnesota or do we like Sacramento getting a few points?
4: You know, I'm going to go with the total here, Chelsea. I'm going to take the under 226. You know, the Kings are really a screwed up team. (laughs) They really are. And I'll tell you why, because Luke Walton took them over. And they had this really nice, fast-paced team, and decided, you know, we're going to slow it down, and we're going to focus on defense. Well, how did that work? Didn't work. So they tried to change it. They changed their style. We're going to go up tempo. Guess what? It didn't work. So they played face Chicago Bulls. They slowed it down. They win ninety-eight to eighty-one. So you got to figure the Kings will resort back to that defensive style that worked in that Chicago game. Now, when they first met, they combined for two hundred nine points. It went under in that first meeting. You look at the teams. So they're not shooting very well. Kings past five games just forty-five percent. And the Timberwolves at home. Shooting just 42% on the season. So I'm gonna go with the um I'll take I don't know if uh, well Tony Brown's one of the newer voices and faces we have on the show. And I'm gonna give him, I'm gonna give him his angle. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. You know, you slowed it down, you won against the Bulls. Let's slow it down here. Let's take Sacramento and Minnesota under 226.
1: All right. So let's go on to the Mavericks and the Thunder. Uh, some of these games, some of the lines might move because of injuries and things that uh, might be game time decisions. Uh, Mavericks, 28 and 17 on the season, 23, 19 and three against the spread. Meanwhile, the Thunder are 28, 19, 32 and 15 against the spread. Coming off a win uh, against Minnesota, and the Mavericks coming off a loss at Utah. Initial thoughts on this one, Tony and T.
4: Yeah, when I looked at the power rating, it looked to me I as Dallas as a point favorite, but the makers opened it at, at Oklahoma City at minus one and a half, and that's the, that's the side I prefer. I'll take OKC minus the one and a half. We know both teams are dealing with some injuries in the rotation, but the OKC big man Steven Adams is off the injury report. And he does a great job of rim protection and defending for the Thunder. Now, Dallas took a big hit. They lost uh, Dwight Powell for the season with an Achilles injury. He was a, a rebounder and defender for them. Mavs have lost two of three. Uh, they've dropped their step-up games uh, to the Clippers at home, Jazz on the road. And they've had trouble beating teams with over uh, 600 uh, winning percentage this season. So um, I have a look here at, at, at the uh, Thunder. One thing to note here for the Mavericks, their defense form not good, allowing 47% shooting. But it's the OKC with Chris Paul. Uh, Uh, engineering that offense. So he's got players that listen to him and they're responding over that span of five games, 52% shooting 43% from, from the three point line. And they've covered 18 of 23 at home this season. I like that. I'm going to take OKC laying the point and a half.
1: All right, let's go on to let's see who's on the docket. Uh, Rockets jazz. This is one of those tricky ones uh, because we're not entirely sure uh, Who might be playing? As of now, it's looking like Westbrook and Harden both won't be playing for the Rockets, which obviously is a big chunk of their offense. The Rockets 28 and 16 on the year, but just 21 and 23 against the spread. Meanwhile, the Jazz are 32 and 13, 24, 19 and two against the spread. And the Jazz, they've won four in a row. Who would you like in this one? You know that
4: that's the question mark here with the injuries we just saw a line uh, the, the opening first line that came out on this one now has uh, Utah favored by 11 and a half points that's a big number here I would not lay that with Utah I would lay it probably up to six but you're probably not going to find that uh, it, it does appear that Russell Westbrook will sit for the Rockets here for rest now James Harden sat out Sunday with a thigh injury now the Rockets are in a back-to-back they've now lost five of their past seven after that 117 110 road loss Sunday at Denver Houston in a brutal back-to-back spot, playing in two high-elevation cities in back-to-back games. They played at Denver on Sunday, now Monday at Utah. We saw a team do that recently, got blown out. I think it was Indiana got, blew out, got blown out at Utah recently. One thing to note here with the Rockets, uh, they've covered, they have failed to cover four of six in back-to-back games because they score 11 fewer points offensively in back-to-backs. That's why I will take the under in this game. Um, I anticipate the line to be around 226. I'll go under in this one because I notice here of the back-to-back situations, the injuries to the two-star players here for the Rockets. The Rockets, they don't perform well offensively in back-to-backs. So I'm going to look here to the under in this one.
1: Something I've noticed in the Rockets games, it looks like there's some apathy. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's just me being a frustrated better when I play them sometimes but sometimes it just looks like their heads aren't in it. And for a team that good and for such a big market city, I know this game's on the road, but when they play at home, it just seems like the crowd's not into it. Uh, Just one of those anomalies I've noticed uh, with the Rockets. Um, I don't know if it's pertinent or if it plays in this one, but just something I've noticed. Oh, you're right on.
4: You're right on there. And I'll tell you what the issue is. It's, Russell Westbrook shooting and that's really what's been the cause here if you look at him his efficiency state rankings as an offensive player has been bad he takes a lot of bad shots you know bad shooting does not sit well with teammates because it's NBA is a very hard game to play you have to work position it's hard to get open when you have an open look you want the ball and you don't get it it can be very frustrating having to run up and down the court and realizing that your point guards not smart with the basketball and I think that's what the issue is right now with Houston
1: well, everybody, that was uh, the point of contention when uh, Westbrook and Harden uh, went there to Houston together. You know, it was the team chemistry. They're both scorers. They, I mean, one, Harden is wanting to shoot threes and get fouled in the process, and then Westbrook wants to drive through the lane and get fouled in the process. But it, it's hard to have two of those uh, scoring-type players on the same team. Uh, it's it's just tough, and we'll see how it progresses uh, as the season goes on, but yeah, it, it's definitely an interesting mix there in Houston.
4: Yeah, and you also have to factor the D'Antoni system. He likes the three-point shooting, so when Russell comes over to a team that wants to shoot the three, he's taking threes, but he's not very he's not very good at it. And he's not making good decisions at, 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 with his shot selection.
1: I will say they do have some good role players. It's always. Fun to watch Patrick Beverly. <laughs> He's such an antagonistic player. Uh, if you watch him. Uh, but yeah, they have some good defenders. So um come playoffs. It'll be interesting to see them. It's just the West is so tough that I don't know if they'll be uh in contention for the West.
4: Yeah, Capella's a tough one. now. Remember, Beverly's now with the with, with the clips now. So uh it's Capella who's that's a, oh really, my a really good defensive start down low.
1: Wow. But,
4: uh, but the Clips got a good win today though. I will say that. So, um, uh, but you know what? They probably wish they had Beverly back. You know, that's, that's someone they could use on their team. He'll always be a rocket to me, I guess. Clint Capella is yes. who I was
1: thinking
4: yes. of. The one with the, the hair spot. Yes. Yes. Oh it's, man. It's he's, he's it's my been, first yeah, day back and I've already made
1: a big screw up. Oh well. Oh no, it's not. Don't
4: worry about it. Don't worry. I mean, listen, we screw up all the time. Trust me on
1: that one. <laughs> all right. You know, we yeah, got a I mean, couple it's, minutes it's,
4: again. We got the oh, Magic I'll, I'll and Heat though that are scheduled to go.
1: Yeah. Oh. Okay. okay. Yeah, we'll talk about that one. Magic Heat. Uh, let me look at my notes. Uh, judging by the power rankings, Magic would be favored uh, minus seven in this one. Total around two hundred and eight against the Heat. I don't know if I mentioned that. Uh heat thirty one and fourteen and one of the better teams in the East in contention, of course, behind the Bucks. Magic are twenty one and twenty-five on the year. Who do you like in this one? Yeah,
4: power race here in Miami, the home team at minus seven, total two away, as you said. Orlando's on a back-to-back, but I still would prefer the Orlando side of plus seven for this reason. Look at, look at the Heat injuries. These are, these are impact players. Jimmy Butler questionable, Kendrick Nunn questionable, Gordon Dragas questionable. They're all dealing with injuries. That's, those are scores for Miami, and Heat have failed to cover three of four, and Orlando did win the first mean by 20 at home over three weeks ago, and uh, he had, the Heat have had issues shooting effectively against this Magic team, so they play in the division. They play each other, and just the, the Magic, know, they know how to defend the Heat. I'll take the points in this one.
1: All right, those are NBA plays at the end of the show. We'll run through them all. Nice little recap. Thanks, Tony T, for joining us after the break. We'll get to that, the recap of all of today's plays. We'll be back on Picks and Parlays after the break. You guessed it. Stick with us. On the Sports Byline Broadcast Network and also streaming on Facebook, Twitter, And YouTube, if you want to join us there, we're really easy to find on all of your favorite social media platforms. Just search "Picks and Parlays." We're usually the first thing that pops up. I'm your host, Chelsea Messenger. I'm back from maternity leave and trying not to be too rusty. It's been a long time, but I've enjoyed the show so far. And... If you haven't been paying attention or if you're just now tuning in, don't worry. We're about to recap all of the picks uh, from today's show. Obviously, it's been a tough time in the sports world uh, and really just, you know, the world. uh, Upon news of Kobe Bryant's passing, he was a legend. He was an icon, uh, taken really way too soon at age 41, uh, dying in a plane or a a helicopter crash. Uh, Growing up, he was one of my favorite players. I know a lot of people uh, probably felt the same. So doing research today felt a little trivial, but making the tough transition. Here are today's uh, recaps from today's show. Uh, Sean Higgs gave us college basketball picks. NC State uh, hosting UNC. He's taking the under at 146, Wisconsin-Iowa taking Iowa in that one, minus five and a half. Kansas-Oklahoma State taking Oklahoma State at plus nine. Moving on to our Super Bowl and NBA picks, uh, Craig Trapp is taking the Chiefs at minus one and also likes a lot of offense in that one. Cavs-Pistons, he is taking the Cavs at plus six and a half. And then Tony T gave us some NBA picks as well. Magic at Heat taking the Magic plus seven. Mavs at Thunder taking Oklahoma City in that one plus one. Spurs Bulls taking the Spurs minus two. Rockets Jazz taking Utah minus six. And Cavs Pistons taking the Cavs at plus six and a half to cover that number. Uh, As always, thanks for joining us. We've got plenty of Super Bowl content coming your way, prop bets, all kinds of bets. And of course, some basketball and maybe a little hockey sprinkled in. Uh, Thanks for joining us. We're back tomorrow. Stick with us on Picks and Parlays. Until then, signing off. See you guys later.
3: For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early